Oh, someone's got the fancy background today. I'm trying to, <laughs> trying to be like you. <laughs> I'm trying to be like you. Okay. I used that one for a while. Like, I got to step it up because, you know, Ryan looking like he's on the... <laughs> he's already gotta... in space. How have you been, man? Oh, this is fucking tired. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> I know. Look at we, parenthood, Jesus Christ, man. What's going on with the with the with the with the little one? Not so little well, one. God, I know he's like what two months away from me and two. Um, oh wow! Yeah, I know, right? So it's so big, it's so big, <laughs> big. so big. Little goofball is doing just fine. Right on. Yeah, kids be kids. It's so funny. This time went by so damn fast as usual. Right. Um, I'm gonna try to do right this time and do a proper introduction. <laughs> can't, can't get out of practice now. Right. I'm Jay, and tonight I have with me actual Star Wars version of Long Wolf and Cub, Ryan. Hello, fellow humans. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I would like to be very, very clear with the the audience at home. My mother is alive and well. Yeah. My dad did not have to travel with me in a backpack as a lost Ronin. Oh no! I'm talking. No. <laughs> I'm talking about you and your little one. <laughs> oh. No. Also, my wife is alive and well. <laughs> he is my biological son. He's our biological son. He's not an orphan that I have taken under my wing to protect because I need to go through some personal growth. It's a shame. It's a shame <laughs> that I can't do a metaphor. Let me just kill the, the joke. Let me you just know what, murder you know the joke. No, 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 the no. It leaves your lips. No, no, it's funny. <laughs> no, no, no. It's not you, but it's the truth because it could be taken literally. Because almost like if you're going to use that, then it must mean all the other stuff. Versus I just mean, you know, going through this journey <sighs> as a person who loves Star Wars with your, your little one by your side, you know. I just took it out like that. It doesn't match up or parallel perfectly, but the sentiment of just like that father and the mm -hmm. son, and he's going to lead his way. And even though the, the father, right, even though the father is <laughs> leading the way, he's learning a lot from the young one as well. And they kind of teach each other as they go along on the journey. That's how I meant it. But you know, I'm glad you <laughs> broke it down just in case because people were like, "Oh, poor Ryan. I'm sorry to sorry for your loss <laughs> and your rough life." <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh boy. god at this point oh don't ask me to swing a sword my shoulders still don't work properly <laughs> oh man oh man you still recovering uh, every time i'm like okay i think uh maybe you know i'll just i'll just do some light workout and yeah. be like oh, i'll just use a chopstick in my like <laughs> fucking elbows like what are you doing like don't <laughs> don't do that gesture and i'm like god damn it how am i gonna do fucking longsword Wow. I'll, I'll okay. at least get to go help out at an in-house tournament next Saturday. So at least I can right. help out. Too cool. Too cool. All right. So like I said, we're back again for another one. And we are in season three of The Mandalorian. Um, what's the official name of this episode? The Apostate. Apostate. Because just like you, when you're like, hey, I need 
need like 30 minutes. I'm going to go rewatch the episode. I was like, good fucking idea. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny? Okay. And so I give you a text and I was like wondering, because sometimes, you know, it, it depends on how it goes. We kind of scout out the first episode and then we kind of discuss how, what's going to be the plan of action. Right. Um, depending on the show and the way it's cut up, it, it, it depends. Sometimes, you know, it's just a setup. It's pretty, pretty much not necessarily a lot to speak upon because certain things, the story is simple, but they might be nuanced out, you know, and you might love the stuff that's going on, but it's not necessarily a lot of stuff going on. And some mm -hmm. stuff, it's just so much stuff. It's just like, okay, we're going to have to, we got to get in each episode and break this down because it gets too dense too quick. You know, you right. can't keep we'll stacking be overwhelmed. Them. Right, right. So you got to take small bites. And so this one, as much as I dug it, I thought it was pretty simple, but it did have a lot of nuances in there. And so when you said that you got something to say and let's talk about it, then I'm like, okay, let's dig in. Because really there is a lot of room to kind of, you know, discuss and bring stuff out. But I, I did think it was, um, it was a short episode and I think it was just enough of an appetizer to get you for the taste of what you're going to be having in this meal of season three. As far as he's continuing his journey to make things right so he could go back into the fold of the Mandalorians. Yes, yes. And, and you know, one of the issues that I kind of had, like, watching it the first time mm -hmm. was there's the scene early on. He goes back to the armor. We're going to – we'll talk about the, the the thing that happened before it outside the cave goes back to the armor in her cage yeah, da, da. she's like you took your helmet off blah 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 and first time i watch i'm like why are we rehashing this and it's like okay right because that that whole thing of you took your mask off you mm -hmm. fucked up you need to atone hey how can i atone well you go back to the go back to the mines of mandalore bathe in the waters then you could be a mandalorian again that'd be cool okay but it's like not everyone probably because that was in book of boba fett <laughs> That whole thing happened in Book of Boba Fett. Mm -hmm. Which, again, was the best part of Boba Fett. I was about um, to say, it saved, Boca, it saved the show. But for people that didn't also watch Boba Fett, the scene still works even if you're like, had watched the Book of Boba Fett. It wasn't a straight rehash of that scene. Because, mm -hmm. like, yeah, they're restating things, but also the 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 undertone that i got or the, the subtext from the armor was like why are you here you know you're an apostate right what are you doing and he sort of restated full of it do the thing he's like you can't do the thing though man like the whole thing is like you can't go to mandalore it's poison right. it's like well someone got this off of mandalore is this actually from mandalore like yeah exactly. it looks like it's actually from mandalore it's like well yeah it looks like the surface got fusion glassed got nuked Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, that's bad. But someone was on the planet and brought this back from Mandalore. So is it poisoned? Question mark. Maybe I can still do my quest that you gave me. Right. So it, it works. It works. Like it, it wasn't like it was like, okay. The, there, There is a thing where it's like, 
the characters, Jin and the armor, have a reason to be having that conversation that isn't just like we need to restate like what happened in the last episode on a different show, right. and it works. Um, Do you feel that they should have did an episode zero? where they could have combined those two episodes that they had or did a, a re-edited version kind of summing it up um, to have that as a starter for this instead of doing this little slight rehash. Because to me, even though it was summed up nicely, I think that um, you would have definitely got more out of seeing that stuff actually happen the way we did. or or. Because it might be a thing where they want you to go back and watch Book of Boba Fett. So if that's the case, you have to go by, go back to get it from the source instead of here. But I, I wouldn't have minded, like I said, a re-edited version or those episodes, kind of like I said, episode zero, and kind of, you know, be the star of the new season in a way. Well, I, I think really the only thing from the Boba Fett episodes that were about Mando. Mm -hmm. that haven't been summarized, rehashed, referenced is him struggling to wield the Darksaber, which is the other thing that happened in his interactions with the armorer. If that's going to be relevant again, I would not be surprised if they just did a previously, but it's a previously from the Boba Fett show, and they show him struggling with that, because otherwise... yeah you gotta like like are we just gonna piecemeal like huge chunks of those episodes into a episode zero okay i guess if the the book of boba fett was what we had hoped it to be (laughs) you'd be okay okay that's what i mean okay if it was good it would be no question about if somebody saw it or not, you know? But yeah. the fact that how it went, it's kind of like, if you didn't get the memo to go back, it's good now. You wouldn't know. You wouldn't know that great, those couple, that great episode was in between all that sandwich between that mess. Right. You know, um, that mess that, you know, me and you did a great conversation about for the whole season. So we were, we're we were probably the best part of <laughs> of that show so go back to listen to our past episodes they are hilarious with a lot of insight but yeah i don't know if people would even have known to that those episodes was, was inside you know mixed in well, that sandwich the, the 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 thing is even if you don't go and watch those it's like oh if you just watch this scene mm-hmm. between him and the armor here, it's like you took your helmet off, which happened in Mandalorian season two. So yeah. everyone at least knows what she's talking about. Yeah. But her just being like, you fucked up. You fucked up, buddy. Yeah. Like, you're not allowed to do that, which is like a whole thing that's established within this show repeatedly. It's a big right. deal. So it's like, oh, OK, I guess he's got to go do the thing. And you could just watch this. And be like, oh, okay. So he's got to do a thing and not realize there was a whole side thing in the man yeah. book of Boba Fett. But also, he, he has a different ship. Like, his ship is clearly t- different. Mm-hmm. Like, Grogu's, Grogu's wearing the the 
the Mandalorian armor underneath the chainmail armor. Yeah. Like I was like, ooh, I can see that. So there's things where it's like, wait, what happened to his old ship? Like mm -hmm. you could just be like, oh, okay, things changed. Huh, I wonder why. Hmm. And it's probably like you do like half a minute search and like, oh, you gotta go watch the fucking book of Boba Fett, or just right. read an explainer video that's like, here's what you need to know, because there's yeah. a thousand and one of those videos. So yeah. I I don't think they're terribly worried about it. It for anyone coming in cold, they're like, oh, got it. He's yeah. on a quest. Okay, and that's that's his buddy. Okay. Yeah, I just think they were some badass episodes, and I hope that yeah. people new to but you know what i guess the people who's into it we would know to go and watch anyway but i wouldn't be kind of surprised if like i see they do this with the marvel movies and stuff where they'll put together a themed set yeah. right just yeah. like here's all the thor movies or here's all this they could just do the mando thing mm -hmm. and it's just like here's season one here's season two here's like a few episodes <laughs> in the book of it you just skip the rest and then here's season three they could do that if they want to um, so the very first scene, mm -hmm. the armors in the cave, mm -hmm. the ceremony, wasting a, wasting a bunch of screen time. You are funny. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I'm a little, I'm a little salty on this episode. Let me clear. So here, a... she, she's, she's forging, forging a helmet, Mandalorian helmet. All right, cool. Goes outside, and there's. A whole bunch of mandalorians clearly some ceremony there's a kid in mando kit except for the helmet that she's bringing out to him it's like oh clearly he's gonna get anointed as a mandalorian for the creed blah blah, blah. and first time i watched it i'm like is this Jin? Is this Mando? Is this a flashback? That, that's what I thought as well. I think well. it's intentionally set up that way. Yeah. It's like you could yeah. mistake this kid. 10? 12? Yeah. Somewhere around He's there. He's young and with a squeaky voice. Mm -hmm. um, and and even the the other big Mandalorian with the, like, the fucking chain gun thing. Yep. He's there and I'm like, oh, is that guy that old that he was uh yeah. big dude when mando was a kid so anyway because you wouldn't like, know because they're they're armored up they so you can't, it's, it's no on. it's no wrinkles when you got right? the you know you're yeah. no like oh their outfits are different exactly um hmm. and then that entire fight with the lake monster just... you talking about the alligator turtle yeah the turtle gator <laughs> gator turtle the the thing is is like it just didn't work on me it didn't work on me and all I kept saying is, keep retreating, you morons. Like, that, <laughs> in my head, I was just like, every time they try and do a thing, more of them get pulled in close to the death beast that yeah. none of their things are hurting. Just, right. just keep retreating. There's a cave. Go in the cave. Whoa. Everyone's just kind of standing around like idiots. Oh, we're going to do jetpacks. Uh, yeah. It was like... It was, oh, we got to do something exciting out of the gate. Yeah. Um, That's totally yeah. the vibe because, like, it served no other purpose. So even though it was kind of fun action, it was at the sake of the competency of our heroes. It's, I think we talked about this before. <laughs> the Wakandans. We talked about this before, how you're trying to do something, but it's like if it's not done correctly, you can make these 
these badass characters seem very incompetent and i felt like the, especially with the <laughs> that whole scream when they're getting thrown around and i'm thinking uh... like these are you know these these guys they would know better than to not tether themselves to oh, God, a giant alligator that you know is going to turn and, and spin. And it was just we, like, we are. What are you guys doing? Thirtieth the weight of that thing, and we're going to tether ourselves <laughs> to it. Totally. If there's like four of us on each side, that'll totally hold the thing down. Dude. So I was thinking, like, what are they doing? This they couldn't survive this long making moves like that. That's what and, I was thinking. It's just like, okay. The I'm... thing is, like, I liked at one point that the armor was like actually giving commands like she's clearly in charge and it was like you know get the younglings inside da, da, yeah. da. but then that was it and there was no it just it was just chaos and it made them look dumb which after the the big sort of i think it was season one when the mandalorian enclave lay it was like yeah no we're here fuck you guys and yeah. like kicked all the 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 pirates or whatever it was was it the stormtroopers i forget at this point but they kicked them all out of the the the, the town mm -hmm. that was fucking cool that was dope yeah but this was kind of like what is this an amateur come yeah. on guys yeah um but you know it was basically so because you know so mando could save the day but I did like the the kind of full circle thing of it in a way, as far as the seeing the ceremony, because we know that's a big deal with him and him breaking that oath and to see how that oath would have looked and what he went through. And it's also repeating the like exactly. the whole thing. You don't take your fucking helmet exactly, off. Exactly, exactly. Don't so take I thought, the helmet off. So I thought it was neat that it had that part in it. I'm glad you said you thought that about the beginning too. Cause I couldn't tell if it was a flashback either. And I'm thinking like, should I have fell for that? Cause when Mando flew up, it's like, oh, of course. But then I was thinking like, well, you never know. Cause you don't know how a show is done. You don't know, like I said, they would think about details and make the people look smaller because it's in the past or to change the, co I don't know. They, they leave okay. the costumes to look the same, to have it consistent. So you will want, so you have to wonder about who each person is. So I, it's, it's a lot that goes into things and you don't, like I said, you don't know what's on purpose or what's incompetent and um until you watching you would be like okay that's what that was so um but like i said for you to feel the same way and kind of wonder about that too that does make me feel better because i was <laughs> and you know honestly if like all the other components of that scene and you know leaning up to the one afterwards their discussion between Jin and the armor yeah. if just the fight had been done in a different way yeah, oh, yeah. It could have it could have been like fucking badass like yeah. uh, e even if the kid had done something small yeah but critical that would have yeah. been like you know t 20 different ways it could have done it yeah i will say the best shot that i saw was one of the mandalorians was on the beast and he had put a, a bomb on him and jet packed off and you saw the version from the top of his helmet right and you could see looking up yeah and you could see behind him you know, underneath his body where the beast was. And it was that kind of shot where his head is steady, but everything in the background is moving a little bit. And it was like a quick shot, but it was like, well, that's a dope clean shot. But it, all the rest of it wasn't really worth it because it was just showing how silly they were. Because even if they were even tactical against something so big and crazy, even if they moved a certain kind of way against it, it would have said a lot. Like you said, even retreating, even though it would be like not as dramatic, it would make more sense for them. They, uh, Especially with the big old Gatling gun and stuff that didn't do anything. Well, so it, here's, it, was just, it was just a lot. The, my, my brain is like, they, they 
they misused the jetpacks because they're like get in the sky eh, okay it can't hit us but <laughs> there's I, I i don't know the the name of it hell you, you might know there's a a type of military maneuver where like usually you have uh, multiple fire teams and you have one fire team that's in position and they start sending fire downrange mm -hmm. and that allows hopefully to pin down the enemy so that the next team can move forward right they get in position they're in cover they start sending fire down range and then the first team is able to then also and they just leapfrog mm -hmm. right but the mandalorian's got fucking jetpacks and they could reverse leapfrog where it's like you just like have the armor like wave one wave two boom 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 and like the the gatling gun guy is part of that because he's the heavy right. machine gun right, right right and it might be one of those things where like the heavy machine gun guy got knocked over because like the the crocodile thing spins and hits him with yes. his tail and lands next to the kid and the kid grabs the gatling then can't even <sighs> pick it up but just turns it and points it right and, like this yeah yeah and, and again spot out the sky like you didn't have to be that close in the first place and you're quicker than that right. it, yeah use, so use range use range yeah and, okay anyway oh. stop hey fucking see the part <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so it's interesting <laughs> uh, i gotta take my jacket off i'm getting hot i'm getting and, hot and it's funny because i i guess i didn't read the the room when you said you wanted to talk about it, I didn't know. <laughs> I thought, oh, okay. You know, I didn't, I don't know. Okay, but uh, hey, it, it, it is what it is. And yeah, so we both kind of Just felt the same about let, it. Let me put these things out there first. The show has the same visual production quality mm -hmm. as it's had in the past. Honestly, the writing, writing is the same quality. Like, I've just got some quibbles. I've just got some quibbles. Just got some quibbles. We'll, 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 we'll get him. <laughs> yep. And so after his visit and saving the day and um, getting us up to date on his, his what's been going on and what his mission is, he takes off again and um, he's in hyperdrive. And oh, yes, the, the biggest fucking Easter egg. Uh, yeah. So you got to explain I, to me I, because I know Grogu he didn't take a nap so he was just up there kind of you know i guess just looking starscaping just kind of looking around and everything and in hyperspace you could kind of see like these squid like creatures like if they were small it would have been exact creatures he would have been eating <laughs> oh it would have been something he would have eaten if they were a smaller version but these things were huge like whales and but they were that, looked like more like squids is, that is the right scale Wow. That is the right scale. So, so what's up with are, those? What are they? They're called Pergil, which okay. I looked up 20 minutes ago. Um, <laughs> I've actually seen, you know, where they come from in continuity. So the Rebels animated TV show, mm -hmm. this is where I, I think they first make their on-screen appearance. There might have been like old legend lore about hyperspace creatures or something like that but they're basically space whales okay it's star wars it's space whales mm -hmm. and they can actually fly through hyperspace okay naturally and so supposedly well, or at least it's established in lore for the the rebel show is like 
that's how some of the first civilizations actually like figured out that hyperspace was possible because of these creatures. That's kind of cool because we do use things of nature to uh-huh. kind of cheat with the designs of planes and cars and things uh-huh. like that. Okay. All right. So the other thing that the, the real sort of tease here is this is a, a tease for the Ahsoka show because what happens in Rebels, <clears throat> spoilers for the show that's been out like five years at this point, is that the young sort of Jedi in training main character Ezra Bridger he stops some people because some people are like these things are hazards because supposedly ships crash into them in hyperspace or blah 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 so some people are like fuck those things Mm -hmm. he's like no 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 let's be cool and then through the force he's like oh they're friendly that's cool and in the climax of the whole like last season they're in a battle with grad admiral thrawn and to sort of save the day ezra calls in the space whales and they grab thrawn's star destroyer that ezra and thrawn are on and he asks them to pull the ship into hyperspace Mm. away from the rebel fleet which is about to get fucked i think is the rough summation okay and so that's it ezra disappears thrawn disappears and ahsoka was part of that crew at the time and i think the sort of like the last scene in rebels is hera who's sort of the the leader of that crew and um is it hera i forget it's one of the other members of the crew with Ahsoka and being like, we're going to go get Ezra. And so presumably Ahsoka is on board with that because that is why, that is why when she is introduced in season two of Mandalorian, is everyone following along now? And that's when the grow. She's all about finding Thrawn. Where's Admiral Thrawn? So presumably she's still trying to figure out what happens. Ezra. So there is... I don't know if his role's been cast. There's been a lot of speculation. Is I think there is a guy that's actually cast for Ezra. So it's like it's not a, it's not necessarily a spoiler at this point that she's gonna find Ezra. Right. She's gonna find Thrawn. It's out in the wild space over on the western side of the 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 galaxy. So that that's what that is. If you don't know any of that stuff, you're like, cool, space whales in hyperspace. But that's it's toxic. like it is a giant fucking Easter egg. And I saw, I was like, oh. Oh, okay. Oh. Like at first I was like, what the fuck? And I was like, oh, oh okay. Hmm. The other fun thing is that in the old legends lore, which is now, you know, the pre-Disney era, mm-hmm. there was this whole thing about hyperspace hypnosis. Where because ba- you're going down this long sort of tunnel of light thing. Yeah, yeah. And supposedly it could drive some people crazy and some people came out of hyperspace with hyperspace sickness with instructions and missions and things like that so oh, wow yeah whether or not you know it was real i can remember jeez oh, i had a guy come to like rent a room back when i was renting a room in my old place and 
he was telling me about how you know he's you know got all these patents that he's trying to get clear to the patent office you know the the you know these engineering designs that you know the alien sent him and i was like oh, oh okay you, know, you have a nice day sir <laughs> not in this house <laughs> you're gonna do that important mission elsewhere not here i'll keep looking for a tenant um very interesting but yeah that that whole thing was it was neat it was yeah. neat okay um God, i wish i could remember the name of the planet he's jumping to oh they're jumping oh. to navarro navarro there we go yeah they're going they're going to the to go see an old friend at a town that looks like a whole new town man carl weather's got some nice duds doesn't he, <laughs> he hi magistrate Carga. right High, high magistrate. So, high magistrate. High magistrate. So what? So okay, he kept leaning in on that high magistrate. The high. So, what do you think we're supposed to take from it? So the way I interpret this is mm -hmm. that uh, Navarro, the the town, might have like somewhat elected put him in charge. Mm -hmm. Right. It seemed like after sort of stuff in like season one and season two he sort of turned a leaf over and like oh we can make this place nice right now, you look at him and he's also like we can make a lot of fucking money mm -hmm. like and i think he's trying to put himself in a perceived position not only with his own people but mm -hmm. like when outsiders come to negotiate Oh. He needs to look like he is as in charge as possible. So it's not just the magistrate, the high magistrate. There's okay. lower magistrates. I'm the high. It's like, dude, you're the only fucking magistrate. Right. That's, that's <laughs> what I was trying to understand because he was, he was correcting bots from, you yeah. know, even even them say hi. So, um, I mean, look, yeah, I was wondering about his concern about it. The wrong approach right, is right, right. not the wrong approach. Like, right. you're out there with no official government backing from a larger political entity mm -hmm. you might need to put on some some airs um what is what is that great line from game of thrones uh where do you think power resides and the correct answer is where people believes it resides right yes. Yes. so if he can present himself as having all this authority mm -hmm. then hopefully that gives him more leverage though as we see he's still ready to throw down <laughs> Yeah, I was impressed by that. I was almost surprised that that even went down because I didn't know if it was going to be one of those kind of things where he's used to, you know, talking all that kind of stuff, but can he really dish it out? So I thought it was kind of cool because I thought it was going to be a situation where Mando was going to flex and show his thing. So when he did it himself, I'm like, okay, I kind of wasn't expecting that. Right. He flexed so, first. Yes. And I kind of, I really did appreciate that. And, and you know, it, it is credit. I, I do appreciate the way they had his character try to approach <laughs> explain pirates showed up and they're like hey we want to go in our old bar it's a school now don't and he was like let's let's go talk and let's go talk in my office no and no like, but they want to drink at the school <laughs> oh oh at the so school they're, they're not that dumb <laughs> that that's that's the thing like there, there's a read on this where it's like these are dumb pirates like kids could read it that way they're, they're just dumb pirates they don't want to school and they want, they want they're being jerks but it's like this is a school now oh it's your school no 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 you were our punk mm -hmm. like 
you paid us to do your violence and mm -hmm. we work for a bigger guy we're used to like coming in here and doing whatever the hell we want and mm -hmm. you're gonna tell us we can't go oh oh and it's it's total dick measuring yeah, right yeah, yeah, yeah it's dick measuring 100 percent. now fortunately carl weather fucking fast drawing him <laughs> much quicker <laughs> shot him in the hand which is like uh, one he's really fucking good if he can shoot someone in his hand as he's drawing his blaster right two that is way too fucking nice <laughs> yes yes like <laughs> He tried to like, yeah, you should just fucking go now. And then yeah. one of his other guys tries to draw, and then Mando is like, pow, 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 just lays out four guys. Mm -hmm. Should have, should have just killed all. Yeah. But that's that's not how good guys do things. They have to attack you first, and then you have to be better than them. Especially when you got a camera watching. <laughs> <laughs> The audience. I'm, be, I'm being funny. I'm, yeah, I'm being funny. Yeah, but yeah, us being the people who are watching and they're on screen and they're being perceived as a good guy. So yes, for story reasons, they're supposed to do the right thing because we're watching. Well, there's also, there's, they got to do the right <laughs> thing, but then also because of a scene they want to do later. Yes. They want that one hothead to go away. They want him to leave. The writers do. Yes. So he could mm -hmm. come back later with more dumbasses. Um, but for a damn good fight scene. It what? It <laughs> what? Wait. <laughs> Wait a minute. Are we going to have a rough season three? Ah. So so <laughs> let, let's talk about that that scene. It's so well, funny. I'm having problems with all the action scenes <laughs> i know i know okay 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 wait 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 okay first okay you gotta do it in order do it in order do it and we're almost there anyway okay so that whole thing happens you know the one bad guy is going to go run and go tell dad and right. you know more than likely you know you know they don't just go away they're gonna come back with the big brothers and all that kind of stuff right and so mando is there for a reason now not only to see an old friend but to try to pick up an, another friend that, you know, this bot that he learned to trust, only bot that he seems to trust. And even though he's sacrificed himself before for them, and he's made to a statue that's in the town, he wants that bot back. So I want to give a compliment to this setup. Okay. So, because, and they do previously on, mm -hmm. in the beginning, you see IG-88. Right. I think it's IG-88. It's one of the 88s. You know, he sacrifices himself in the lava, blah, 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 he dies. Right. Season one. So, he, he comes into Navarro, you see Carl Weathers, and he's like, blah, 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 what are you here for? And he's like, I, I need a droid. And he's like, okay, but we got tons of droids. He's like, no, I need that old droid. Right. And he's like, but he's just, he's a statue now. And he's like, is that not his parts? Because <laughs> the statue is like, right. all, the arms and legs that got shot off melted burnt destroyed are just like rep replaced with like brass but like his torso and head right and one arm is like mm -hmm. intact and they just like piecemealed it all together with scotch tape to, mm -hmm. <laughs> to make the statue and so eventually he convinces carl weather like no really 
I want to give it a try. Let me give it a try. And so in this transition shot where it's looking up to sort of Carl Weathers office in the foreground is the statue or what's left of it. Cause clearly they just took the torso and <laughs> off of the statue. And the rest just sitting there like legs, a, one arm to the side. Right. <laughs> I was like that. That was a nice bit. Yeah. That was a nice bit. <laughs> it was. Um, there were some odd pieces of humor. Like, so he tries he, somehow Jin can like repair fucking droids I was like whoa step too far step too far like don't make your characters good at everything but he's trying to like repair IG-88 in, in the magistrate's office and he turns on and his lights come on and his, his, his vision lights are like white and he's like hello blah 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 and then he sees Grogu and he's like, kill order initiated. <laughs> right, right. Because that was his original job to yeah. kill Grogu. So they had to fight him off and he's like bulletproof. And so the other droid, the protocol droid, tips over a bust of Carl Weather as the magistrate and it just <laughs> smashes the IG-88 droid with the head of the bust. Right. And Mando goes... That's using your head. I was just like, oh, look, I get it. You're lone wolf and cub and you're in your dad vibes, but don't make dad jokes. Like, that's my job. <laughs> like, it, yeah. it's, it was like. This episode had moments like that because even with the little thing I thought was kind of silly, but I still thought it was funny was right. when, when the little gremlin guys were working on, you know, repairing the robot and he was part of it was gibberish or a different language. That, that and part of it was English. And yeah, Carl Weathers gibber, character gibber just English. Yeah, so Carl Weathers character, even when <laughs> he was clearly understood what they were saying, it was like, Oh, he said he needs his piece. Oh, he said this can't be done. And and Mando looking at him like, I understand that part. <laughs> you well know? the funny thing is, that's the problem. Mando was looking at him and he has a helmet on. So right. it's like, how good is Carl Weather going to read your body language? Right, right. You just glancing with your helmet. <laughs> he does say like, I got it. And, yeah, yeah. But the funny thing is like the first time I watched that scene, like I, probably the first third to maybe half of what the little droid repair guy yeah. was saying was just like, what? And then it was like, wait, there's little bits in there. Again. Yeah. I'm like, wait. and it was like the second time through, I'm like, oh, wait. It, it's like baby babble all yeah. the way through. It yeah. is totally understandable. Yeah. It's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, so I thought it was funny. So they had some silliness like that, and I thought it was light, and I, you know, I enjoyed it. I thought it was funny. But I, I do get it. Yeah, the bus falling on top of the... And, yeah. And, and the other thing is, of course, that is a, another nod to the sequels, because that is the droid repair guy that futzes around with c-3po's head that's the specific oh, one it's the wow. specific one they name drop him there's more than one in that room but they yeah, name yeah, yeah. drop him okay and it's that's like wrong. you know what this is the, the maybe the the nicest thing to come out of the the rise of skywalker movie goddamn trash but this scene it was fun it was fun and it it, it was the, it, but the whole thing felt like a very long drawn drawn out we are setting up a stepping stone yes for Jin before he goes to Mandalore mm -hmm. he needs a droid he can trust okay cool and then it's like well you're not going to be able to repair him yet but they if anyone can get the right parts it's these guys so it's like okay I'm going to go do other stuff and it's like oh so why did you 
and have us spend, I don't know, the five, eight minutes getting this plot line going to just walk away from it? He did that before in other seasons, though. It's always been about him leaving this to come back for that or come back for his ship to be repaired or to coming back for we, this, coming back for the armor, come back. It's always it's like a whole episode, though. Like, it's not like I'm going to take five, ten minutes to go down and set up this plot path, get stuck, and then I'm going to switch gears to this other thing. It's usually like I'm going to spend a whole episode. OK, as far as I can take this, I'm going to have to wait. Now I'm going to go and do this other thing, blah, blah, blah. And it just, it felt weird because it's like, it's setting up this whole episode. And I saw it described online, some article somewhere. I was like, yep, hundred percent is they're setting the table. They're setting the table, right? It's like, they got to, they got to, you know, do the, the, the quickest version of a recap. What's the status quo for Jin? He's exiled. He needs to go back to Mandalore. Okay, cool. Well, first step on that is I need IG88. Okay, we go through this whole thing. Can you get IG88 right now? Nope. Okay, some other people are going to do go do a plot quest for you and get the thing they need. Mm -hmm. All right, we're going to go. We're going to go to not Mandalore and talk to what's your face. But as we leave the planet, the pirates come back. Of course they do. I really wanted to be impressed by this. So there's a funny bit in in this. They try to shoot down Jin in his fucking Naboo Starfighter, which is just like, guys, you're going to get pwned. Don't you realize that's a main character ship? Um, <laughs> you stupid. <laughs> but there's this funny bit right at the beginning. Oh, like, it, there, there's part of me that's like, mm, I don't like that. And part of me like, nah, that's funny. Um, so right at the beginning, they're like, hey, you shot our buddies. Like in fucking self-defense is what he should have said repeatedly like in self-defense and you're going to attack me now so I'm going to kill you in self-defense but Grogu's sitting on Jin's lap mm -hmm. right and they start to, to pile it around and he just does like a barrel roll or two like dodging laser fire right and there's a bit where it's inverted like the, the exterior shot ends and his starfighter is inverted and so the interior shot they're upside down, inverted, and Grogu slips out of Jin's lap as if gravity is pulling him out of the seat because they're inverted upside down. And it's just like, haha, that's funny. But also, you're in space. The only gravity is the gravity your ship is <laughs> You wouldn't fall out of the seat. So it's like my brain got the joke that it's like, ha, huh, they're upside down. Whoop, the kid's falling out of the seat. But it's also like, that's not how that works and he's like i eh, let it go whatever so out of that whole battle that's what that's what caught your eye <laughs> that was one of the things that caught my eye. Like... <laughs> so the interesting thing too is like so there's a certain point where Jin, at this point like three of them show up and then three more show up and oh they're all following him and Jin sort of darts behind an asteroid and then we as the audience lose sight of him the bad yeah. guys lose sight of him and now we're in a horror movie mm -hmm. where Jin is the monster he's jaws he's jaws mm -hmm. and on that approach yeah, it works it didn't do anything for me <laughs> like 
a one level and certainly watching it the second time, I was like, dude, is Jin super good at this too? Like, eh, I don't know. So, with, okay, so with this season, okay, so what's the rub? So is it that the level and the maturity of Andor was kind of the ideal situation, I think, as far as like the storytelling for me, how practical it felt, you know, just the way it moved. It, it was very, um, yes, real world, right? I do and, think there's a little bit of, and so now we're going back to this and really this is what we started off with and loved. Then the other shows couldn't quite get this. And then we moved into Star Wars for adults. And so going back to this, if that was making this kind of like, which would, would you have felt the same way about this particular episode if you didn't experience Andor? There might be some of that there might be some of that um because i feel that way too in a ways but i still remember this is kind of how this was before but i do feel like oh we're back to okay so it's going to be i i think it's fairly consistent i think there was just some sort of scene by scene decisions that yeah, yeah, i was yeah. kind of like eh, like making Jin. i mean one i didn't believe he was going to get hurt i didn't believe he was going to get hurt did not believe he was going to get hurt. Not just because he's the main, he's the main character, and them getting shot in that little ship, they're going to get fucking toasted. Yeah, didn't believe it. But and this is this is a, a, a complaint I kind of had overall, even though we'll get to it. So Jin, as per usual, is just stone cold stoic, calm the whole way through. Mm -hmm. To get it, that is absolutely 100% consistent. But it's wearing off on me. Mm. So for this scene in particular, if he had just been like, hang on, kid, right? Just one or two comments where he... Something in his voice is indicating, oh, shit. Right? Just a bit. Just yeah. a bit. Then it would be like, oh, okay. Now... I'm I'm on board with his worry. But otherwise, there's nothing. And granted, again, they went with the, like, we're going to make him Jaws. What you just described, do you feel that they did that before in the other seasons? No, again, this is very consistent okay. with how <clears throat> he is portrayed. Yeah, I do hear there's, you. There's, no. but there, I can't think of specific instances but there's mm. times in through uh i'm gonna get his name right pablo pascal's voice acting there's times where you can hear the tension in his yeah. voice right? right right and there was none of that in the whole episode so part of my complaint with this little segment is like he just wasn't worried whatsoever because he's jaws mm -hmm. okay fine in the armorer scene and again this is entirely consistent he's very flat right mm -hmm. he's very flat most of the time 
But even in that episode of Book of Boba Fett, where he first gets told, like, you're out. He's like, can I get, can I atone? I can atone. But it's mm. all very flat. But it's like, what I kind of needed, especially on that scene in particular, is like, sell me on his investment. Yeah, yeah. Right? Because it's like one of those things where it's like, okay, he wants to get back in. But there's also no, like, why? Right? Why do I need to get back in? Right? Because theoretically, it's like, well, I can just keep following the code. I messed up once and I may be exiled, but I can just keep following the code on my own. Why do I need to rejoin? Right? Mm-hmm. And there's no there's no vocal fry in his urgency to do this. Like, I gotta do it for Grogu. I gotta do it for this. I have the dark saber. If I can reclaim my status as a Mandalorian, then maybe I can delude myself into thinking we can truly reclaim Mandalore. Like, something, but it's just like, I wanna rejoin my cult. I gotta, I'm gonna go do the thing. I'll be back. Let you know how it goes. <laughs> and it just, it just, it's consistent. But like, there's times where through the voice acting, yeah, yeah. No, I, you I, can I... give us way more than just, yep, I'm going to go to the grocery store. I'll be back in a week. I will agree that I feel like um, that level of voice acting isn't the same as it was before. Because I will tell you, like in the first season, after that season had wrapped up and you see behind the scenes stuff, I was surprised it wasn't him under the helmet all the time. Uh-huh. It, was a, it, it, it was that lined up, you know what I mean? Because a lot of times it'd be like, oh, that voice out of that body, it doesn't seem like it's on the same page, you know? Um, but it always really felt like it was on the same page. Like I said, I was shocked that he wasn't really... Now, I even thought maybe, even though he might be doing the voice over again, at least he was in the helmet originally. I'm like, no, he got somebody else that's in the you know, in the costume kind of doing the stuff for, you know, a lot of scenes and you could not tell. I'm going to get his name right. Latif Chowder. And I know him, not personally, I know of him back in the day, like when I was trying to do round Star Wars fan film, there was a group of like fight choreographer guys that were putting out their own little like stunt reels and stuff out of the San Jose area. And Latif was one of them. Oh, wow. Like, I remember from way back in the day, he was in, oh, God, the Muay martial arts star. He he was in one of his fights. Anyway, I'm getting off track. But he's a stunt guy, and so he does almost all of Jin Darin with the helmet on because he can just be like, all right, now we're going to rig for a, a stunt. Right, right, right. Right? But, yeah. I don't know. From writing-wise, performance-wise, there wasn't just any oomph to what was happening. Yeah. It just That's- wasn't any oomph. The end part of that scene, which is like, oh, I, I shoot all the rest of your guys, and like, oh, hey, boss, I'm flying them back to you. Just like, you should have done that in the first fucking place. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, all right, that was that was a cool, dope looking capital ship that the pirate cap, the, the pirate king, whatever. Yeah. It looks like a variant on like the hammerhead. And clearly, I feel like the whole Pirate King thing is like, oh, he's showing up again. You're not going to go and make, yeah. spend that much time yeah. designing that ship, designing this wackadoodle-looking space pirate Yeah, thing. it looked like Davy Jones, but made out of right? seaweed or something and killed. I mean, it was, it was cool yeah. with the glowy red eyes. I was yeah. like, all right. But the scene was also flat for me. <laughs> okay. eh. Eh. 
It's unfortunate. And so they're making their way to a planet, and they land. At a Mandalorian castle. Yes. Pretty cool looking. Pretty cool looking. There's a, a droid that meets them there. Okay, they're... so before they go inside, <laughs> yeah. what was the thing that made me go, come on, Jim, get, get with it, man. Get with it. <laughs> so he gets out. Grogu hops out behind him. Mm -hmm. droids there it's raining mm -hmm. he does not close the canopy on his starfighter and so the rain is filling up his fucking cockpit and it's even one of the things where it's like okay let's pretend you know he takes two steps away and we just don't see it but it's like come on dude you would have gotten like half a step out grab the kid and close that thing immediately no one's letting their starfighter cockpit fill up with rain water no, but you didn't even see grogu get out of the ship I man know. it went from him being in the ship to him outside the ship and he's floating in this thing and he's following along oh <laughs> Uh, did I get grumpy? Did I get I think grumpy? so, man. I think so. I think so. I, uh, not, not, uh, hey, now, grumpy and and making legit points is two different things. So it's, uh, so I'm not saying, you know, you're making up stuff because, you know, you're making great points. It's, it's the truth. It's just funny, though. Okay, so, they, so who do they see when they walk in? They see Starbucks. <laughs> they see Katie Sackhoff. Oh, why can I not remember? Uh, Bo-Katan words have come out of my brain. <laughs> she's like, you want to talk grumpy, man. Ooh, she's mm. not doing great sitting on her throne. Um, what was that about? I, I kind of, she's actual royalty. Oh, she's, she's actually like head of a clan in Mandalore, which is like their royal families. So, uh, yeah. Okay. And the, the backstory is, so here's the fun thing. Darksaber did not show up first in The Mandalorian or Book of Boba Fett. Uh, it showed up first in, I do believe it was the Clone Wars, hmm. or it might have been. Uh, uh, I know it also showed up in uh, Rebels as well. Mm -hmm. A Fellini's fingerprints all over it. Problem was, is Bo-Katan has had the Darksaber before. So someone from the Rebels crew, Sabine, won the Darksaber mm -hmm. in combat off someone. And had a whole thing where she had to learn how to use it. Da -da -da -da. But she's like, yeah, no, I'm I'm not about rebuilding Mandalore. I'm about fucking up the Empire. You, Bo-Katan, here, I will, I'll give it to you. And Bo-Katan knew the Darksaber is only supposed to be one in combat. Otherwise, you have the curse of the Darksaber. Mm -hmm. But she didn't believe in it. Oh. So she took it. And she tried to lead the Mandalorian Resistance. And they got stomped. Mm. So that's why in season two where the dark saber shows up on the mandalorian show yeah there's a bit where jen's like here you can have it she's like right oh she's like i've been burned once she's like oh i still want it no she's like she's like the equivalent of like an atheist who's like i had a run-in with a ghost like, just, like, mm, i don't believe in anything else i don't believe in anything else that that 
ghost. Right. That, that that one. I believe in that ghost. No other ghost. <laughs> that ghost. That one. I love I it. I can't. I want to take it. I want to take it. So it sucks. Like, and like, she didn't come back with the dark saber. So her followers left. And there was something about a lost, like a stolen fleet or something. I don't remember that plot point. I don't know if they stole uh, Moff, uh, what's his face, ship, and that's supposed to be their fleet, but it's like everyone basically abandoned the cause. It looked very empty in there, so I thought it was kind of weird that she was just sitting there alone on that throne. Like, was she there all day? That's what she do all day? What else is going on? So right. so even, even the setup for that was kind of interesting, so I was like, huh. I would, have appreciated the, I would have appreciated the small, the small thing of just like, have her armor on an armor stand beside her and just have her be in non-armor Mandalorian clothes. Because, like, there's Mandalorians that don't dress in armor yeah. all the time. Let her just be... Let her sink into her funk even further. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, I thought it looked weird. Like I said, for the fact of her to be, like, a big old castle and she to be the only one there. Like I said, you see that one droid, but that's about it. And like I said, would she just be sitting there? That, that would be how she would spend her days. I don't, I don't know. I've... I know it's supposed to be dramatic and powerful, but um, the 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 mood lighting didn't match. Right, it just didn't feel like there's, right. There's parts of it where it seems like walking up in the hall. Mm -hmm. There seems like there's windows that are kind of shuttered, mm -hmm. but then behind her, there's like a window that is clearly opening. The the bright light right, is right, coming right. in, even even if it's supposed to be raining, and it just it's tricky. Like I feel like if Dave Filoni was like, all right, we're going to do this for the adult crowd. Like, she would have been drinking. It, like, everything would have just been more like, oh, she's fucking depressed. <laughs> like, yeah. And she was. She was just like, I'm not happy. But it's like, kid not happy, which is like, it's fine, but it just didn't land as well. A point I wanted to make, and you saying that kind of validates what I was thinking. This episode and the things, you know, like the battle with the, the pirates and stuff like that and her sitting on the throne, like those things you could get away with on animation, but for them to do it in real world, it doesn't sit the same. A real person sitting there is kind of like, well, you kind of read it differently. Even the scene with the in the beginning with the alligator turtle, if that was kind of like animated or something, that would kind of it'd still be off but you would kind of let it slide because of that in right. the yells with animation you would let that go but when it's supposed to be kind of real i don't know it's just different when you play with that and it's you trying to have the hits and kind yeah, of and the mean, vibe of a cartoon or something and, animated and star wars has had like to the yelling thing they've had the wilhelm yeah. scream right right like they have those bits but it just it didn't fit right for whatever reason I think also, like, to your point of her just sitting on the throne, it's like, yo, is she just, is that, is that, all, is that all she's doing? Is that all she's doing? Like, if if it had been... Like, when Boba Fett did that, that was badass. When he was sitting right. on the throne and, on Jabba and the it's also it's also shot differently. It's yes. a hero shot. That's like, true, too. Like, I, I think they just could have done more 
with the cinematography. I don't know who's directing the episode. I might have to look that up. It's one of the producers, that Rick guy, Rick something. The tone, the approach, like how they shot it, lighting is like, it was kind of just like, aside from just like, where'd all your people go? Oh, they're gone. Because <laughs> right. that's it. It's like, oh, they're gone. Like, eh. it's like, eh, what's the point? He's like, well, fuck it. I'm going to Mandalore. And then it's just kind of rehashing the same sort of things from yeah. the armor of like, it's fucking yeah. poisoned. It's they they glassed it. He's like, I'm fucking going. He's like, all right, cool. This is where this is where the mines are. Have fun. Right, right. But the other thing is, like at this point, it's like, well, clearly the planet's not poisoned. He's like, is it poisoned? Clearly not. Or it's going to be something where it's like they're actively putting poison out, and you could just blow up the poison generators. Right. It just so much of this episode is like, there's bits where it's like we're doing setup it's like welcome to season three let's catch you up but then there's like do we need this do we need this do we need this is this the same thing and it's like it just felt like a bunch of like kind of filler and setup and there was no emotional oomph to it yeah right it's kind of like we know you're coming in after season one and season two you're already on fucking on board we don't need to give you an oomph of Jin giving his I want song mm-hmm. right or just like I don't know eh, like I'm gonna watch it <laughs> not super jazzed off the first episode and if other people huh. enjoyed it and had a blast cool yeah. I just I don't know if I do know why it's all the things I just bitched and moaned about like hey this is how you felt about it to me I thought it was okay for the uh, first episode and I thought it was just kind of recapping not only last season, but what happened in between. And like I said, it was just like a little simple intro. I, it was, like I said, it was a short one. It wasn't really anything really grand. It was very basic. That's why when you said you wanted to talk about it, like I said, I'm down to talk, but I was also kind of surprised because I, first, I didn't know that you felt that way about the episode. So <laughs> I that explains more. Give it away. <laughs> no, you did. You did good. You did good. I was surprised. I was like, oh, okay, that's cool then. Like, I thought it was cool, but it's very basic, very simple. And, and even the thing that would have been like, oh, that was dope that, you know, we got a flashback and we got to see that. Even that was a fake out. So it was almost like nothing really was really going on on this one it really it really wasn't like this could have been talked about as far as like on the show mm-hmm. and it was like you know i went here and bob like they could have skipped all this like this could have been so here here's the other thing that's off the top of my head here so the whole thing with the dark saber is it's it's basically excalibur for the mandalorians mm-hmm. and Jin is not Arthur. <laughs> Jin is not Arthur. Oh boy. Yeah. I'm not even going to try to say he's one of the other knights. I don't know Arthurian legend enough to like. But he is not a leader. I've never seen him do anything that is leading of people because he's he's emotionally stunted right he is emotionally stunted and that is his whole arc is he's coming into having feelings caring for other people right that is the whole sort of arc that we're seeing so far he is not going to lead 
Mandalore with the Darksaber. So then the question becomes, who's going to win it off of him? Because that's at this point, like, yeah, he, I don't think he's going to give it away to anyone. <laughs> it's like... So, could it be a Chronicles or Riddick kind of situation where he falls into the throne and leadership even though he didn't uh, want it kind of thing? I think he would genuinely turn it down. So, like, he, he, he would be someone that would follow the cause, right? Right. He would be the one where he would follow someone else in restoring Mandalore. I think he would be all on board for that crusade. But I don't think he would be the one to go, I'm the person to lead. I agree. He, he would never, and I think if it was like, yep, you're in charge, like you fell on the throne, you, you killed the one person that the Riddick approached. Mm-hmm. I think he'd just be like, no, someone else fucking do it. Um, now, there's a version where he just goes about doing what he needs to do for his quest, and it causes other people to start following him. But there's there's a big difference between, oh, that guy's doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to follow him and being in charge. And that's the thing. It's like, you, you might be a really great fighter. You might be our best warrior. You might be so noble. Mm-hmm. But uh, are you going to coordinate an army? <laughs> like, yeah. right. are you going to be a figurehead? Like, I, I would also think if, if I was setting the path for this character, mm-hmm. putting him in charge of a big, big, big political movement, ruins the character not in that like it changes who he is but it right. changes what you can do with him because now he's a politician right 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 now he's a general now he's a strategist he is not lone mm-hmm. wolf and cub mm-hmm. so he is going to have to lose the mantle which is the dark saber and i will bet you a movie ticket that it's going to be sabine from rebels because hmm. just like in season two ahsoka shows up i would not be surprised if sabine now as another teaser for the ahsoka show shows up probably on mandalore runs into him and she might be like yo that's mine Mm. that dark saber's mine and i'm taking it back also i know how to fucking use it and she's set up as a badass character on her own so then she goes off with the dark saber blah 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 whatever um that sounds good i mean it'll be interesting to see what what disney wants to do with the mandalorians because that that's a and keep in mind the whole like the fall of mandalore yeah like all this is all dave filoni it's all his. Yeah, like yeah. this is totally his baby, and so it's really it's not even so much what Disney wants to do with Mandalore, but it's what Dave Filoni wants to do with Mandalore, the planet, the people, like the right, whole right. thing. Are they going to come 
back? Are they going to be able to reclaim their planet, or are they going to be scattered to the winds? So, right. I don't know. Huh. Like, there, there's lots of truly epic stuff, and like, I don't doubt that John Favreau and Dave Fellini are are going to nail the end of the season because they season one and season two really strong finishes yeah. you know generally good episodes but just this one it was just like can you get out of first gear like get out get, get out of first gear guys like right. come on give me in the second gear give me in the third gear like you don't have to get out of fourth but like right That's it fair. didn't feel like <laughs> like what they needed to do writing wise and emotionally wise is that little hot rod button the Nas button on his Starfighter that just jumps them out of tricky situations. They needed that kickstart, yeah. and it just didn't. It just didn't happen this episode. Maybe the next one, like it's just kind of milk toast. Mm. I feel you. I feel it's you. Harsh, but no, no, it's fair. It's fair. I agree with your prediction. That sounds. That sounds about right. I mean, because it, it's okay. either going to be Bo-Katan or Sabine, or just someone they haven't introduced yet. Do not think he is going to end the season with the dark saber. That's fair. One thing I really thought, if anything, that he's going to find his redemption by the end. But I don't know what that would mean for him and Grogu Ooh, or okay, him or so anything else. Let's talk else. about that. Let's talk about that because that is an interesting thing. Because this might turn out to be one of those instances where it's like his character growth might be letting go of his specific creed. Right? right. Still going to be a Mandalorian. But he just may not follow that part of the creed. Mm -hmm. Right? Because like the whole mask thing is just a metaphor for being emotionally shut off. Right? And so and it's been this whole process of getting him to open up. So he might go all the way through and complete his quest and then take his helmet off again. Mm. Right? Because then it's gone, I've gone down this path after this thing I think I want. Right. But along the way, I learned it was the friends we made along the way. Right. Right? And it's the truth like, of the situation. The truth of the situation is I don't need to do this part of the creed yes and if that makes me an apostate okay that makes me an apostate but i will still fight for mandalore i will still fight for the people i care about but like maybe this isn't healthy i i watched this whole video today where they're they were breaking down the recent um god of war ragnarok right with kratos right yeah and Kratos has a son now and they're dealing with the Norse and it's like it's this whole similar thing of like generational trauma and like breaking yourself out of fate and it's like is that the thing that I want and then like getting almost there and going like uh we gotta pivot we gotta pivot or we're just gonna like actually have Ragnarok happen and that and it's just like that little amount of growth of, oh, we should do something. We should be better. We should just be just a little bit better. Let's try and just be a little bit better and not 
Right. So I think that emotional arc of development for Jin might lead him to absolutely 100% complete his quest. Right. And then go back to his people and being like, take his helmet off and like, so this part of the creed I can't follow anymore. Yeah. The rest of the creed, totally on board for. But this shuts me off. Yeah. And I'm not going to shut off anymore. Right. Like the kid right. needs this. The kid needs this. The kid needs the kid this, needs, right? Right. Um, I mean, that, that would be a, a great fucking way to have his arc go because, like, the plot components that's the excitement fun things of ooh ooh ah ooh are they gonna ooh ah but it's like what's the emotional payoff that we want at the end right um, because I'm a fucking role playing nerd right Dungeons and Dragons and shit that's right there was um, a interview recently that was put together by the people at Critical Role right they have the biggest streaming thing but they also had two guest GMs game masters Brennan Lee Mulligan and Abria something, I think. I can't remember her full name. They're on like Roll20. They, they're like the most popular streaming dungeon masters. And they got to deal with like actors, comedians, like all sorts of chaos. They are really, really good. And they had like an hour and a half, two hour long, just chat about like being dungeon masters and like this and that. Yeah. And so they were talking about this whole thing about like railroading which is the idea of like you're forcing your players down sort of a predefined path right right and so brennan was talking about like how there's this sort of struggle between what the player wants to experience and what the character wants because your character right has a goal i'm at the top of the hill and I want to follow this river straight down the hill to my goal. Mm-hmm. I don't want any deviations, right? That's what any of us wants. We want the easy path, the direct path. The players though, they don't want that. They don't want to show up and like, up, oh, I fulfilled my life's work. Like, <laughs> oh, I'm an apostate now. Oh, okay, I'm going to fly back to Mandalore and oh, look, it's not poisoned and oh, there's the entrance and I'm going to walk in and boom, uh, I've anointed myself. Good. I'm, I'm fine. Now. <laughs> like, we, the audience, and like the thing is in, in role playing, like the players are the audience, right? Hmm. I mean, even outside of like streaming, that is your primary audience, the players. The players want you as the storyteller to take that straight river flowing downhill and throw tropes and narrative twists and turn it left and turn it right and flip it around in a loop and do all these deviations of the unexpected path that gets in the way of your character's straight progression and now you get to the end of this deviated stream and now it takes the form of a story instead of a person just getting what they want right right and so that's like all the plot stuff is just all the narrative twists and turns but it's like those twists and turns shouldn't just be like well here's another obstacle oh you don't have the droid parts the droid won't come alive oh you got to do this it has to be the emotional twists as well right 
to right. have that that bit of character development if not chunks of character development so anyway random tangent yeah. that's the art of storytelling and you could get there you know many ways but you want the one that you're gonna get the most out of right. you you want to be able to use the juice that you're squeezing <sighs> yeah hopefully they squeeze the juice a little more effectively <laughs> let's hope so me a minute to get back used to the the vibe of it and we was just on a different level and so with that it's just like oh okay we're back to we're back, back to, to high adventure it's right, high adventure right, right. and there's back nothing to, wrong with that back to pg-13 i was at rated r and i'm not saying rated r for necessarily sex and violence i mean just maturity that's the amazing thing it was like rated Com- r without being right remotely it was rated complex it, it was just very and now i'm back to like okay all the kids can ride on this together and, and it's fine. And like I said, I'm not yeah. knocking it. It got all the pieces. It got baby Grogu. He's still cute. Got the familiar faces. Got the the the, the bots that are kind of quirky. You got the you know the space pirate. And you got the pirate fight and all that. Fun characters, bright, colorful, funny, all that stuff. And it's cool. But like you said, once he gets it, he might just give it up because most things are like that. You go chasing, and when you get it, it, turns out to be something else. Or you just needed the journey to get there to confirm that you don't need what your journey was even for in the first place. Right. So wait, because Disney princesses classically have the I want X and then it turns out, oh, I really needed Y. Is Jin going to become a Disney princess? (laughs) (laughs) You want smart ass. I'm right there with you. (laughs) These days, it's possible. <laughs> oh, these days, nothing surprised me, and anything's possible. We'll see. We'll see. He already has his magical pet that speaks to him. So, a la oh, Jiminy Cricket, a la Jiminy Thump, Cricket. Or Thumper, or any other of those creatures that seem to speak. Jiminy Cricket. He is Jiminy Cricket. He totally is. Right, right. So, it's, it's quite possible. Yeah, man. So... It was great catching up. It's funny. Like I said, time goes by so fast. I don't know how to take that. Um, but I do enjoy our conversations as always. The icing on top of the cake of the Star Wars shows, for sure. Absolutely. I think we covered everything. I think we covered everything from the show, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, I think I got my tinfoil hat predictions out there, so... Yeah, I think you got winners with this one. I would be mad at that if that turns out to be the situation. Right? It's like they don't always have to perfectly surprise us. They maybe like the specifics of it. Just be competent. Right? Hey, before we sign off, man, uh, Mm. is that a I love, it says Bud's? Is that Bud's Burger? Oh, yeah, this is Bud's Burger's 40th anniversary shirt. (laughs) Dude, so you got that from Bud's? Oh, yeah, I got it from Bud's. I got a plan sometime to like, on a day where I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to go in Vallejo. Yeah. Let's wear the shirt in the morning. Go back. I, it's been like a while since I've been back to Bud's. Let me know when you go, man. Um, the manager, Anthony, he, he listens to our show. He does. Like when I was in there, like he would recognize me. Not not from the show. You know, he like knew I had a kid, like all that sort of stuff. Like, man, those so, some good yeah. folks, man. He, he's he's yeah. good. He's good people. And every time we um, go in there, um, I, we talk geek and stuff. And like, oh, did you see the movie? Blah blah blah. Oh, I heard your heard your podcast about this this that. So we kind of talk. And it's so funny because people be looking like, oh. what are you guys talking about? And we just kind of you know 
So we're sitting there, you know, we're just kind of catching up with everything. But he, he's a good, he's a good dude. I am gonna so, be thrilled if he's in there, and I, <laughs> I get to be like, hey, so you know, uh, Jay's of the podcast, you know, uh, <laughs> the the Star Wars nerd. I think that was dope. So I saw that T-shirt. I was like, that is right on. It was like, okay, that's one of my. One of my spots. So, folks who are listening that are in the Bay Area and you know, or in Vallejo, California, you gotta go by and check out Bud's Burgers. One of my favorite burgers, personally. But you know, oh, good. Oh, best. Yeah, yeah I've been eating them since uh, since high school. That's how long I used to get the special, and it came in the the brown paper bag, and it'd be so uh-huh. much oil from those fries. Which I love those oh, fries. Man. But the bag be full of fries and yeah, man. Oh, yeah. So I, I go there maybe, uh, maybe more often than I should, but, <laughs> <laughs> but at least a couple times a month for sure. But yeah, man. So it was great catching up with you. Great seeing you as always. I'm looking forward to our next one. Fingers crossed. Oh, hell yes. So all right. So it's been Jay and Nerdy Derpa Derp. <laughs> Ryan. There you go. That's the official title now. Ryan Nerdy Derpy Derp. <laughs> Extraordinaire. Uh, I'm sure it'll change. <laughs> oh, oh, excuse me. I need to go look for my dignity. Where did I go? <laughs> uh, all right. Till next time. Peace. In the galaxy. Okay, we'll take it. (laughs) Oh, man. Hey, it's Jay. If you enjoyed my conversation with Ryan, please check out our episodes where we talked about The Mandalorian, The Book of Boba Fett, Spider-Man No Way Home, and the movie Batman. Thanks for listening, and until next time, peace.